And so we're here looking at the example of Enoch. On your paper, you have uh, as a title, uh, By Faith Enoch. And I went a little further and I said, By Faith Enoch walked with God. And that's kind of the basis of this message today. Uh, just to put us back into context, Hebrews was a uh, letter written to the Christians of Jewish descent. And so many uh, say that this letter was written by Paul. That's kind of a technical detail which we won't get into here. So that's kind of where we're at. Paul is addressing this letter to the Christians from Jewish culture. And so in, this, in these two verses, five and six, we really have two people, one person who we're looking at, address you guys as well, one person who we're looking at, Enoch, who throughout the Bible we know relatively little about. He is mentioned in two passages, the two passages which we read here, and even based on those, not many things are said about Enoch. We know that, one, he pleased God, written in Hebrews, two, he walked with God, which goes back to the mention of him in Genesis, and then three, that he didn't suffer death. He was taken up straight into heaven to be with Jesus. So three things that are really quite interesting when we look at this character of Enoch. Uh, not many things are said about him, but the things that are said about him are quite peculiar and are not said of many people. The only other person who we know to have gone straight to heaven and not have physically died is, of course, the prophet Elijah. And so those are the only two people of who we have mentioned of this in the Bible. And then we find him in this passage of Hebrews 11, the hall of faith with all these faith warriors that we have listed here. And what that maybe tell us about his character? We know that we see the names of all these people who are listed. Uh, we've already talked about Abel and we've talked about uh, the creation. And we will continue in talking about Abraham and Sarah and a great number of people. And what does it mean to be in the same context as these names? Well, let's kind of think about it as if we're speaking for those who like sports of the greatest names of football or the greatest names of basketball. All of you have heard of uh, Ronaldo, Messi maybe, and Ronaldinho, and uh, of course uh, Zidane these great names of football, these great names in sports. And the same thing with music, art, culture, uh, Leonardo da Vinci, uh, Michelangelo, Mozart, Beethoven, these great names that really ring with us and emanate greatness. Well, if we were example to put William's name in with those, to and start comparing them and having them in the same example, well, straight away, we put into the same expectations. And we'd kind of say, well, he was a great soccer player, basketball player, or he was a great artist and wrote beautiful classical music. Because we just mentioned him among the same names of who we already know. So in that same way, Enoch is mentioned with Abraham, of who we know a lot about. We know the sufferings he went through in uh, the Old Testament and how he 
made a covenant with God and just the size of the faith that Abraham had, we can kind of begin to construct an idea of the faith that Enoch had in God as well. And so, now that we might see a little bit who Enoch is, the type of person he was, we have mentioned in Genesis that he walked with God. And I kind of took a look and wanted to see who else do we know in the Bible that walked with God? Because it's also kind of a peculiar thing to say, walked with God. What does that mean exactly? What does that entail for the person of whom that is said? We only have three other mentions in the Bible of people who walked with God, even though there are more people who we can imagine have walked with God. But the three examples are Noah, Abraham, and Zacharias, and his wife Elizabeth. Uh, so here that continues to give us an idea of what context we find Enoch. He is among Noah who was the continuation of the human race as I mentioned before Abraham and also Zacharias who is found in Luke chapter 1 verse 5 to 6. Here we have mention of him and his wife Elizabeth who waited upon the Lord uh, Jesus to be born as a baby and they met him as soon as possible uh, at the temple and it is said that they had the most pure of intentions Zacharias and his wife Elizabeth so really Enoch is in the presence of these great warriors of faith and of also these people who have walked closely with God now when it says back in Genesis he walked with God we see first in verse 22 Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years after he became the father of Methuselah. So that shows us a beginning, a start point to his walk with God. His son was born Methuselah and he began faithfully to walk with God. And the same way for us, every walk has a start point. Every walk begins from somewhere in particular. Maybe in Exodus we have the beginning of the trip of the, the journey of the Israelites through the desert, which began of, with them coming out of captivity from the Egyptians. In the New Testament, we have example of the apostles, the 12 apostles who were called from their day-to-day -day lives and they were called to walk with Jesus, to follow him side by side. So all these stories have a starting point. Just like any walk, we must begin from somewhere in particular. And then a second mention of the walk he had with God. In verse 23 of Genesis chapter 5, sorry, verse 24, Enoch walked faithfully with God. So after 300 years, during these 300 years he walked. This shows us an intensity in duration an intensity and maybe distance as well because he obviously did walking throughout his life as well and this throughout 300 years nobody today lives 300 years much less walks with God 300 years in the world we live in but here we have Enoch who has lived out this long life and who has walked with God throughout the majority of it and when I looked back to the original uh, to kind of get more of a notion of what this, how deep uh, of a relationship walking with God here entailed. 
we see that it is really a walk that is lengthened in the time. It's not just like when we are at school or at work and I need to go from one classroom to the other, one lecture hall to the next, and so, hey, my classmate, my colleague, he's going to lunch, let's walk together to the lecture hall. And we'll walk and we'll talk. I might get to know the person a little more, but after my lecture is over, and after the school day is over, then we both go our separate ways, and we're no, lo we're no longer walking together. Here, we have Enoch, who is walking with God through every step, through everything in his life during these 300 years. Once I'm finished with school, after five, three, five, eight years, however many years you choose, you probably won't see the majority of your classmates anymore. You'll lose contact with a lot of people. You won't be as close. You'll have a hard time maintaining these relationships. But with God, it's different. Please come in, come in. And with God, it's different. We really go through a lot with Him. We share everything with Him. We learn from what He has to tell us in the Bible. We may have special relationships like this in our lives through marriages or close, close friends that we have who we do continue to keep in contact with after school is over, outside of our jobs, and who we can depend on and count on during trials and tribulations. These friends who we call up when we have a hard time, these friends who we depend upon when things are going too well, and in return, those friends depend on us. And in the same way, we have Jesus, we have God who is always there. We can always talk to Him through prayer, which is essential in this relationship. We can always hear from Him through the reading of His Word. And so, as, as Enoch had a beginning and a journey with God, so the Jews also, as I mentioned before, they had a beginning out of captivity into the desert and a journey of 40 years in proximity with God, in proximity with Moses who led them through that journey. And the disciples as well, throughout the time they were with Jesus, they physically walked with Him. They were physically there to really stick close and learn from everything He had to teach them. And so we see that through walking, through the duration of this journey together, they learn and they see what pleases God and what He waits, what He's uh, waiting from us. And so when we think of a walk, we know there's a destination at the end. And to get to that destination, you need to take the right path. Let's say we all walk out here and some people need to go to Jardin Public and other people need to go to Gambetta to, let's say, to take the tram or the bus to get home. And so your final destination might be going to your house and your journey, your direction is either Gambetta or Jardin Public. And if you need to go to take the bus at Gambetta, which is to the right, on coming out here, but you take a left, you've gone the wrong direction, you've taken the wrong turn, and your journey is headed to the wrong destination. You need to take heed of that, and once somebody tells you, or once you realize this, you need to change directions. It's the same thing for us. When we read the Bible, we see the sins, we see the faults that we'll have. And 
It is at that time when we are called to turn around and take the direction to the right destination. And so through walking with God, we realize that it is impossible without faith. And before going on to the faith of Enoch, I had a poem that uh, describes uh, walk with God. It is called Footsteps in the Sand by Mary Stevenson. It is a poem that was in my aunt's house when I was a, still a young, young boy. And uh, it comes to me quite often. And I'll just read it here. I think I have the translation behind me. One night, I dreamed a dream. As I was walking along the beach with my Lord, across the dark sky flashed scenes of my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my Lord. After the best scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that at, that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me, so I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why, when I needed you the most, you would leave me. He whispered, my precious child, I love you and will never leave you. Never, ever, during your trials and testings, when you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. So that shows us the strength and importance of the Lord in this walk. As long as we put our faith in Him, He will help us through the walk. And so what exactly is this faith? What exactly, how does this help us when in our walk with God? We have uh, Alan in the first uh, sermon on this, on Hebrews 11, gave us a rather general definition of faith, taking God at his word. And he mentioned at the same time that all the mentions of faith we'll have throughout this chapter will just be kind of descriptions and kind of uh, details of what this faith is and how this faith plays out into our lives. So, in the title it says, By Faith Enoch. And at the beginning of each mention of uh, faith in Hebrews 11, we see, by faith. This shows really a necessity to have faith, to realize or to act out the following actions, which here, in the case of Enoch, are pleasing God. And so, just as our walk with God is a long journey, going through a duration of time, and is always filled with action, so our faith must go, through the, go throughout time and must be active. As we see here in verse 6 of Hebrews, we see at the end of the verse, those who earnestly seek Him. Seeking somebody, seeking something, comes through action. It comes through effort, and it comes through 
making, uh, making an effort to realize that and to work it out. Looking at faith, I was trying to find a good example in the Bible. And while it's filled with so many that I couldn't really pinpoint one in particular, so I turned to the Ephesians and the letter written to them by Paul, which is encouraging them and blessing them in their actions of faith and how their faith really helps them walk with God. Uh, I encourage you to read it. It took me less than 20 minutes, I think, to read through the whole book of Ephesians. And really you have some examples that just jump out at you of really how walking with God by faith. It is a blessing to hear through trials and tribulations how they, even during their time, were able to stick next to God and follow Him. But here in uh, Hebrews 11, we see that faith entails two things. Faith consists in believing that God exists, and it also depends on us believing His, re His ability to reward those who seek Him as we see here. And so, it kind of seems like a rather simple thing to think about, or to say that to have faith, you need to believe in God. Because obviously, if, I'm, if I want to walk with somebody, I need to believe that they're, near, they're next to me, and that they're close to me. So, we need to believe God and who He is and how He acts. And how can we discover how can we discover that? Well, obviously by reading the Bible, by going through life, looking towards Him through prayer, through meditation, and getting to know who He is. One of the big aspects of God is perhaps his existence uh, in three people, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is just one example of how we show our faith in Him by knowing who He is and believing He exists in these three people as one. And there are so many other things that we see and that we get to know as we go along this journey, as we walk through this life, to get to know Him. And also, having faith by believing that He rewards those who seek Him. And in seeking Him, we will discover through the Bible and through examples that we have, as we have here in Hebrews 11, of the immense grace He has towards us. When we go to seek God, we will find that at every corner in our journey, that at every turn during this walk, He was there for us, as in the poem, He picked us up and He carried us through His grace. Every time we look at where we did something wrong,
we will see that, in fact, God was there to pick us back up, put us on our feet, and help us continue our walk. And so when we continue to seek Him, we will see that He will really, uh, we will just get to know the infinite amount of His grace that that blesses us every day. And so for me that is the greatest reward in seeking Him, is just the realization of this grace, the realization of this love that He has given us in, in this life. So, coming to a close, uh, I know it was a, quite a short sermon, just uh, two verses, but uh, we, I read this poem from uh, Mary Stevenson, and it gives quite a beautiful image of how uh, we can put our faith in God and He'll pick us up during this walk that we have with Him. I can walk with God and I put my faith in Him and I'll stumble but He'll pick me up and it's really just a beautiful image that we have. But sometimes in reality it's not as beautiful as that. It's not just, okay, He picks me up in my... The, the, one, the one set of footprints is God carrying me Sometimes we struggle as humans, we make mistakes, and we will try to neglect what God is trying to tell us. And we will be difficult, just as a child can be difficult with their parents. We will know what God wants us to do and do the opposite. We will know what is good in one situation and do the contrary. Well, sometimes God will have to grab us by the collar, kicking and screaming, and it won't just leave one nice set of footprints, but it'll leave ruts, and it'll leave dents in the sand, and it'll just leave a messy trail. But as long as we keep putting our faith in Him, we'll be going with God, we'll be going in the right direction to the correct destination. Because if we abandon Him, and we choose not to walk with God, that means we will be going and heading to the wrong direction. And I'd like to leave you with that thought of a trail and a walk that is not as beautiful as we might imagine, as clean as the sand on a new morning, but perhaps with the hardships, with the difficulties, but above all with the assurance that God will bring us to the correct destination. Thank you very much for your attention. And uh, to continue the meeting, we will spend a time in prayer. Uh, we have a special request for, of course, Maxime and Demelza, who are moving in to Bordeaux tomorrow. And with that, the beginning of a new project of a French meeting. So we can pray for that. We can pray also for our 1905 association, which is getting closer and closer to being set up. 
Uh, if you haven't yet been contacted uh, by one of the steering group, you will be soon. And we can perhaps pray for the administration through all that. Uh, we can also uh, pray for the Assemblée Constitutive, which will take place next week, which will kind of be the uh, church meeting of the setting up of the 1905. And so if anybody has any other prayer requests or anything to share, any thanks that they have on their hearts, please do feel free to share. And then we'll go into prayer. Uh, pray in any language you feel comfortable with. Uh, and pray about uh, any other subjects that we may not have said out loud as well. So if there are any other prayer requests, Ellie? Um, if y'all could be praying for my mom, she was recently diagnosed with breast cancer, um, but it's very low stage, very safe. Uh, but my family has a pretty rough history with these things, so it's just been tough for them, but she 